So we were talking yesterday about Shmuel's Nevoah, and we saw that we asked the question, what did Shmuel's Nevoah add to what Eli already had heard from Shmuel's father, Elkanah? So there are a number there, and firstly, and secondly, what was the point of this Nevoah? Who was meant to know about it? Because, uh, like we see in the next Pasuk, that it says, Vayishka Shmuel Araboike, Shmuel stayed lying down until the morning, and in the morning he went back to his normal jobs as a lady, Vayiftach Hastalsis Bais Hashem, which was one of his duties as the Levi, and the Shmuel Yarim Mahagra Samar al Eli. Shmuel didn't was scared to tell Eli what he had seen. Or because obviously this was a, something which was coming as a punishment or as a curse to Eli. And the Mephoshim point out, therefore, uh, if Shmuel was scared to do it, it means that it wasn't a Nevur that he was meant to tell Eli. Because if he had been instructed the Nevur to tell this to Eli, so then he would have had to do it. A Navi who's Kavash Nevoah, so the Navi who hides or doesn't share the Nevoah, he's meant to share, it's Chayav Misa. So we don't think that Shmuel would have uh, therefore been afraid to carry Hashem's decree in, in informing Eli what he's meant to inform him. And therefore the Mephoshim learned the Malbim and others that this wasn't a Nevoah which Shmuel was meant to tell Eli. This was, and therefore Shmuel didn't want to volunteer information to Eli. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. and if that's the case, the question is, so what was the point of telling Shmuel? What, was, what, what did he have to know this Nevoah for? If it wasn't coming as a warning to Eli, it was coming for Shmuel. So the first point is, like we said, Nevoah comes and normally as a warning. And that is the person, this is what's going to happen if you don't, if you don't do chava, if you don't change. And at this stage, it was already too late to change. Hashem already said, Nishpati is a Shvur here. And that is that uh, it's not going to help to the chava at this stage. Okay, you know, the, there won't be a kapara for Eli and his children, and there won't be Kohanim again. So, that was, therefore, the, 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 it wasn't a Nevoah which was meant to be given to Eli. So, why was it given to Shmuel? So, there's two points in the uh, The first one is that <coughs> what's added in Shmuel's Nevoah is that something is going to happen as a punishment to the whole of Akhtar Yisrael. Like he says in, uh, in the beginning, he said, I'm going to cause something terrible to happen in Akhtar Yisrael. And uh, he doesn't, like we pointed out, HaKadosh Baruch doesn't tell him the world what it is that he's going to do. He says there's going to be some major tragedy which is going to affect Klai Yisrael. And that's when he's going to punish Eli. Now, there's two points here. The one is what the punishment which Eli and his children are going to suffer, and that Hashem already told Eli. Over here, it's more like from Klai Yisrael's point of view. You know, they should know that something is going to happen. And what's going to, it's going to be a punishment for the whole Jewish people, but specifically it's going to be a punishment for Eli. Okay. Okay. So then we understand that if the punishment to Eli is connected to the punishment that's going to happen to Klai Yisrael, then the Kenira has meant something to be taught from the fact that it's not that Eli is being punished, so to speak, in his family individually, but it's in part of a punishment which is going to affect the entire Jewish people. Now, this is what's being told to Shmuel, and this is an interesting point, because there's a, sometimes the function of the Navi is to warn the people involved that now there's a punishment impending, and you better do trouble, you're going to get punished. That's one option. Sometimes the job of the Navi is to witness the punishment, but to be able to make, put it into perspective, be able to understand and guide Claudius Roll through it. And therefore, it's not a Navi that can do anything to change the punishment, but rather he's a Navi who's going to provide Klai Yisrael with the direction of what to do. 
because he's, he has been shown, he's been told that what's going to happen, and therefore he's able to to provide direction, consolation, in other words, or guidance for Israel through that period. And if there's something also unique to the Nevi'im, we find other Nevi'im like that also. The best example I have is Navi Yecheskel. Yecheskel was a Navi before the Chorban, and he was a Navi who witnessed the Chorban in his Nevi'im long before it happened. But Yecheskel was in Babel. He was exiled to Babel years before, and therefore, contrary to Yirmiyahu, who was in Yerushalayim and kept warning the people what's going to happen, he was a Navi. His job was to threaten them about the impending Korban and try and, and, try and convince them to do Shiva, which they didn't want to do. Yechezkel was a Navi who was there in Babel to greet them when they came. And he also knew what would happen and what was going to happen, and therefore he was playing the role of being the one to comfort them, to give direction to the, the exiles who had come to Babel. And that's part of Navur too. And that is that uh, when it's not Nevoah which is there to prevent the punishment, it's Nevoah to put the punishment into perspective. And understand what's happening, this is this is what Hashem intended, this is what Hashem wanted to happen. And that's why this wasn't a Nevoah for Eli. The Nevoah to Eli had already been given, and that was, uh, Eli didn't act on it, he lost his chance. But Nashmul was going to be the one who was going to lead the Dar following the crisis which happens at Israel, and following the death of Eli, like we're going to see, and his sons. And therefore, Shmuel's being told now as the Navi that where he's going to have to pick the pieces up. What's going to happen that he's going to have to, that he's going to have to, uh, so to speak, be the leader who's going to, who's going to take charge. Because until now, Shmuel was a Talmud. And until now, Shmuel was, uh, so to speak, Eli's disciple, Eli's uh, helper, whatever the case might have been. But now that Hashem is going to bring in Eli and his family, everything I said, so now the understanding is, Shmuel, you're going to be the one then to, that the that the leadership is going to fall onto you. Okay, so that was when when the story happened with Eli. So and uh, Eli dies, and Shmuel takes the leadership. He was thirty nine already. Also, at this point, he. Wasn't, we said that before. At the beginning, he was, um, he was the now he was, which means he was an apprentice who was working for Eli. Um, which is the beginning of the parrot. When it says in Pasuk base, Vahi Bayamahu. So we don't know exactly how long there was between Pasuk Adif and Pasuk base, and how old Shmuel was at the time. And we also don't know how long there was between the Nevoah and when it actually got carried out. Now, because of that, Hashem doesn't tell Shmuel what's going to happen, because again, it wasn't coming to Akilu as a threat that you can try and prevent, and therefore, like to, to detail what the punishment's going to be. It was coming as a prediction of this is what's going to happen, and at that stage, Eddie and his family are going to be punished, and therefore they won't be in a position anymore to, to take charge of the And that Now, that's the, that's the first part. The, the second part that was, was, was different to Shmuel's Zephyr, and that was why it wasn't told to Eddie, is because of the Shua. And that is, there's no, uh, Hashem is Nishma, he's not going to be uh, for Eddie and his family with Korbanus. And therefore, basically, it's saying that there's no, there's, the, the punishment of Eli is for sure going to happen. And this is the, the message to Shmuel, so to speak, that he's going to, he's going to be the one to take over, which is why he didn't have to tell to Eli. It was a message for him, it wasn't a message for Eli. Um, and so Shmuel didn't want to tell it to Eli because it's tantamount to say, once given an avur, that I'm going to take over your position. Um, now, the, there's another point here too. And that is that we know that Ailey had been had 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 Nevoah before that. We saw that it had been he had lost that Nevoah, but we learned before a rule, and that is Hashem doesn't do something to him, God has said that I was of Hanavi. 
which means that if uh, something which is being foretold in the world, then anyone who's in love will be able to see it. And therefore, what was being shown to Ali here is clearly that he wasn't being told this never, which is obviously previously. The, the, the way it came, and that Shmuel kept going to Ali, thinking was Ali speaking to him, which means Ali understood that Shmuel was going to get a never, and he didn't get that never. So, as in, had he been an active Navi still, he would have heard that Nevoah too. Because like we saw, when, when there were Nevoah, whoever was tuned into Nevoah would be able to understand the Nevoah. And here Ali clearly didn't hear the Nevoah. He always understood that as the beginning of a punishment to him that he, he had lost his level and therefore he wasn't able to hear the Nevoah that his student, that his Talmud was getting. Good question. So, you, you should have exactly the difference that I'm, I'm aware of, but it could be it happened right away. And in which case, Shmuel was already older. But uh, either way around. That was the first part. Now let's talk about the second. Do you just have another question about the board? That was, we saw that 80s would never get kapara through Korbanus. We saw that became uh, what was used as a kapara. We now got used as an, as an accuser against him. But we saw there were other options of getting kapara, either through Torah or through Kuminus Hasadim or through both. And we saw the Ishamis said through Twitter. And uh, what's the understanding of that? So, really, to answer, we have to ask another question also. And that is that Kodesh Baruch said very clearly in the Nevoah to Ali, Hashem is not going to destroy his descendants. They're still going to be there. Except they're not going to be kind. They're going to see, uh, that's the Tzar you're going to see the other kind of doing the Avodah, which you're going to be prevented from doing. But it will still exist. It will still be around. And now the obvious question is, what's the point of that? In other words, uh, when Hashem is, is keeping the family of Ali around to make them suffer, uh, why, why, why would there be a, a tachlis, a te'eles, a point of, of in maintaining, continuing Eli's family, uh, which Hashem promised he would do, that not to be fine. And is that fair? The Israelis like this. That is, the understanding always has to be that if HaKadosh Baruch is giving people life, it means there's something he wants them to do. Life equals opportunity. Life equals a kosh uh, the top of something. Just to give them life with nothing to do here, so then there's no point in being here. A person, Hashem gives a person life to do something. And if that's the case, it's understood that what Hashem was saying, the idea is that I'm not giving you the, the ability to be kind of anymore, but if, you, if, if you're still going to be alive, it means that means you, know, you can't focus on the corona, but there are other things you can do, because otherwise you wouldn't be able to do it. And therefore, they understood that maybe we've lost Kohana, but there are other things we can still we can still excel in. If, we, if there's nothing for us to do, then there's no reason to be here. And therefore, Hashem was being specific. You're not going to have a chalik in the Kohana, but the other things they can do. And as you know, the three Amud and the Ta'ilams I made on, so if they've lost the Amud Avoid, then they still have the Amud of Taira, they still have the Amud of Amud Chasad. And that's why Rabbi and Abayah both said that you know, maybe avoided there isn't, but Torah and Chasad there is. And uh, that wasn't part of the punishment of Na'eli. The punishment of Na'eli was specifically covered the Kohuna, which is what they answered sort of point out him, that you won't be Kohanim, you won't have a Chalik in the Kohuna, but other Chalakim of Elis Hashem, it still could happen. And that's why they, they focused on either Torah or Torah and Gmanus Chasadim, and the attack increased their life. When instead of, why would Ibn Ali die at the age of 20? So we know, because Anakhi is the basis of Ma'ala, judges people when they're 20. And therefore, when a, a, a member of Ali's family got to 20, and but if he has the source of Torah or the source of Gemara's Chasadim, so then that's a, that's a reason to give him, that's a reason to live. And therefore they would give him another 20 years, or in the case of Abai, another 40 years, 
for for that for the for for what a person could achieve in turning towards Hasidim, and then this we can understand the Yishami too. We brought the Yishami last last time about the Chibur Abba who davened for Ben Eli, his Talmud, and his Marek Yamim, and the reason for that is is because he understood that they didn't even that maybe the Amud of Avodah they lost in regards to Avodah Besamikdash, they still have Avodah in regards to Tefillah. And therefore, there would still there would still be things for Bnei Eli to connect to, and there would still be things that Bnei Eli would would be zeicher to laugh for. Now, the way it works like this: When Hakadosh Baruch Hu creates a person, he this is a grand tenedrin. The Gemara says in Pesukas Mispar Yamecha Amale, which means I'll fill the, your amounts of years. That everybody is born with a certain allocation of life. That's what Hashem needs wants in this world to do, and that's how long it's going to take him to complete his task. And the Gemara's right that is actually Shmuel. The Gemara says Shmuel only lives at the age of 52. It wasn't a punishment. What Akash Baruch wanted Shmuel to do, he achieved. And therefore the length of time Hashem gives a person in this world is the length of time that Hashem decided this person needs in order to fulfill the task that he's meant to do. Now, if a person did something to get punished, and therefore he's meant to lose some of the time that is allocated to him, so then he can do things which are supposed him to get that time back again. But a person is not going to get more time than was originally allocated to him there's no point in that. He's done his job. And therefore, the Gemara says, like in the case of Na'eli, for example, who lost life, they were cursed, that they're going to die young, so then they can get back the amount of time they were meant to have. But for a person who's, who was allocated a certain amount of time, such as David Amalek, who was allocated 70 years, even though he was Asak Hasadim, it wasn't going to add anything. There isn't a possibility to add more than the original allocation, because that's what Akkadish Baruch wanted the person as well to do. Uh, therefore, this is one example out of many examples we see in Tanakh, and that is that Akkadish Baruch when he threatens punishment um, for a specific dar or a specific person's wrongdoing, the punishment actually only gets felt by the person's children or grandchildren or great grandchildren. And like we said, it's a posak in Yirmiya, in Eicha, Avisen Chotu, Reina, Vanachna, Vinusem Savalna. Our parents sinned, and we suffered for it, because the dar where Hashem was going to the Chorbun had long died. And the door which actually experienced the problem was a long time later. And now, why is it fair? Why is it that uh, because of the sins of an ancestor, the door is later on suffering? So now there are three different approaches to this question. It's a very simple question because the Torah tells us that if people don't die for their father's sins. Ish always ish which seems to contradict this rule. And that is that here we see very often children do die for their parents' sins. So how does, how does, why is that a story? So the first point is that that Pasuk is primarily talking about the base thing. As we can't kill a child for the sins of his parents. But we see that there is a, there is a concept that Hashem does punish the future dares for the parents. Like so why does it do this? Like I said, there are three, there three primary mahalachim. There are more discussions, more points that are spoken about as well. But the three primary discussions are, we'll talk about it, let's say, in Musa, in Machshav, and in Kabbalah. Uh, the first one is like this. The first one is like this. And that is, really, I punish the original sinner. If that's the case, if he's going to kill the original sinner, then there won't be any doubt. Had Hashem carried out his punishment to Ali himself, and said, you, your family, your Tanaveris, Muhammad Hashem, you're all getting killed. If that's the case, and that's it. When they've all been killed, there's no one in the future. You killed them all. And that's the case. So then, the, 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 you can't say, well, why, why did the, the terrorists which weren't born deserve to suffer? 
They never existed. The, the, the original daughter was punished, was killed, and there were no descendants. It was a chesed. So it didn't exist. But now the fact that Kodesh Baruch says, no, I'm going to let you have children, but I'm going to spread out that punishment of a lot of daughters, is a chesed for all those people. Because that's where they lived. They existed. They have a neshama. And even if they die young, they have a certain concept of Adam Abba. Whereas had, had Hashem meted out the full surrender of the punishment to Dar number one, then that's it, that would never have come into the world. Al-Qadakach, the Gemara says, Yishlokish, that's the one of the Zara, that we have to thank God the Mauritian. Because if not for his son, we wouldn't have been around. Uh, but now, we're not thanking him for doing Avera. But what it really means is, we're thanking Hashem for punishing Adam Mauritian that the Xeris Misa is going to be spread to all your descendants. Because Hashem told Adam Mauritian, Misa, you're dying now. And that's it. There's nobody. But what Hashem do? Hashem said the Xeris Misa is, every person is going to die. And if people think it's not fair, why are we dying 5,700 years later because of Adam said we didn't do anything wrong? And the answer is, it's the biggest fest in the world. You want Hashem to punish Adam? Then you wouldn't have existed. And therefore, by spreading the punishment into lots of small punishments, which everybody takes a piece of, it means you're letting all those people exist. And therefore, it's true that each one gets a part of the punishment, but it's much better that way for them than if Hashem had meted out the, first, the punishment to the first star, because then there wouldn't have been any more theirs. So then by the Eigel. HaKadosh Baruch said after the Eigel, that's it, I'm going to destroy Kali Yisrael. And after all the Tfilis of Moshe, Hashem watered down the punishments. I'll punish them, but over the course of centuries. So now people now are getting punished for the Eigel? Could be. But it's still worth it for us, because had Hashem destroyed the Dara Midbar, we wouldn't be here. And therefore, the fact that Hashem is willing, willing to break the punishment into small parts, and everybody's part takes a small part of it, is the biggest chesed. It's the biggest chesed. So it's true that people are going to have a certain amount of, of so to speak, of what they have to pay off the debt which is accrued from previous terrorists. It's worth it for you. If, you, if Hashem is not going to do it that way, then those people would never exist. That's the first, the Musa approach. That is, people suffer for previous terrorists, consider it a chesed. That's the first approach. Uh, the second approach I'm talking about is the Kabbalah approach. And the Kabbalah approach is simple. It's the Shadow of Gilgud. Which means HaKadosh Baruch is bringing the same people back again. And therefore it's not different people who say it's not fair, why are we being punished for a previous star? It's the same people being punished. Just they didn't be punished in that lifetime. Then the Shama comes back down again to get punished in a different star. And why is that better? So here's a Ika Yisod in Avodah in, in Hashem runs the world. And that is, uh, I'll just give you a marshal. This is based in his limitation. Basin's limitation is we can only deal with the facts we have. We can't change the circumstances. And therefore, let's say you have a 90-year-old man who goes and shoots a 20-year-old man. It's Chayav Mesa. So you're going to kill him. But one can say it's not really fair. He killed a young person. That person had a whole life to live. This guy's really old. He doesn't have so much time to live. So you might be killing him in revenge, so to speak, or to carry the den of Mesa. But you aren't, it's not Shaveh B'Shaveh. He, he caused much more damage than you can cause for him. Same thing, that's that person killed lots of people. He caused a, a multiple casualty incidents. Yeah, so you can kill him if, if it's a base thing. But you're killing one person, he killed lots. So you, if limited, it's a base thing, you can't do more than that. Hashem can. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch can bring back the person in the circumstances where he's going to get punished, the fee, what he deserves. Now, here, let's take this example. Ali was 90. So Ali's going to get punished. But the fee, the, the fee, the chait, so it's not such a big punishment. Mashankin, if you're going to bring the Neshama back in a different in a different door, in a different circumstances, so then you can get the full punishment from yourself. 
that's the concept of Gilgalim. And even though a certain Doris who the work got him up. A certain Doris did wrong, and they brought back in a different Doris to be punished. They came back a second time. And uh, therefore, even though the person doesn't isn't aware of that, the person thinks, I don't, I don't, I'm not aware of it, and I have no conscious memory of that, that doesn't make a difference. It's the same Nishama. And if HaKadosh Baruch knows what he's doing. And even though here the person might think it's unfair, but uh, when he gets to see that HaKadosh Baruch is running things, it's very clear that what Hashem is doing is a way to to rectify the same nishams. And now, having said that, let's go to the next step. Uh, the Rizal says, it's brought in a rabbi panel, Eli Akoin is a Gilgal of Aaron Akoin. This is great grandson, he's a Gilgal of Aaron. And Aaron, after the Chet Egel, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, you're going to lose all four sons. That was the punishment that Aaron was meant to get. And Moshe said, Vespital by Aaron Vesahi, Adam for Aaron I managed to save two. Not even Aviyah were killed, Lazen and some were saved. Mm-hmm. But that was again, it was Nator. Aaron they shouldn't be, the Kayim shouldn't get destroyed. And therefore, there was still a Cheshpan of two sons which deserved to be killed, and that came with Aiden and his two sons here. And therefore, Aiden uh, and two sons now were a kilo completion of the Xera of Aaron from then. And therefore, it's, again, it's, it's, it's not that it didn't do wrong, but this was a Cheshpan which had to be paid back. Uh, the Arizal says, the Ramipa says it's an amazing thing. When Eli is going to hear this Nevoa, he says, Hashem hu atoy ba'enav He's Hashem, he does what's good in his eyes. We're just hearing his sons are going to get killed. Uh, now, what he said, what it means is, uh, Eli understood that this is, you know, this is, atoy ba'enav, Hashem is doing what's good to, uh, to, to complete what was done before. And it says, just like when Aaron saw his first two sons get killed, Ayidam Aaron. Aaron keeps quiet. He accepts the din. So Eli Akoin, when he gets, gets told his two sons are going to die, he also accepts the din. He doesn't complain, he doesn't say anything. It was a completion of that of the chait of the eagle, and it was a completion of the, the punishment which really Aaron was higher from then. So that's the, that's the second point. The idea is that even if later Doris are going to suffer, it's the same people. It's a Gilgal. It's coming back to, to, to the circumstances where that person now is going to pay back the, the chait they did before. In this case, it was only Chafni and Pinchas. So how many times could they come back and, and die? Uh, they were dying them. now for the Mechafir for Arnakai. But now their descendants would have to be punished for them. They also did things wrong. But the, oh, and, and going with the Gogulim shot, their, yeah. their children were other people who deserved Misa. Oh, well, they themselves. Chafni and Pinchas did a lot wrong. So even if they're dying now to Mechafir, the son of Arnakai, originally, but now what's going to happen for their sins? But what about the children that they had while they were born? So this person dying now is not them because they were alive at the same time. We don't find the children dying then. We find them only later on. The children die young. So you know, it could be that uh, it's the same concept of Gilgulim. When Shaman's coming back to whatever, whatever punishment he needs to get. That's uh, the second Mahalach. And now just quickly, the third Mahalach we said. Alti Muslim, it's a chesed. Hashem splits the punishment in small pieces. The second cheshman is... The second Hashman is, like we said, Gilgalim, the Kabbalah Hashman, that is, it's not different people. HaKadosh Baruch is bringing as the Shamas back down again to finish the din with him. Another third Hashman, and we call it, it's called the Hashkafah Hashman. And that is, that why would, it, uh, why would HaKadosh Baruch punish the children, so to speak, for what their, what their parents did wrong? So what they say is that the, the uh, actions of a parent uh, so to speak, are embedded in the in the in the psyche of the child. Just like by a tzaddik, 
it's famous the Rechaim Rechaim writes that we call Avram Avram Avinu because Avram's godless became a in Kaisha. Now we all come in Chasadim and Rachmanim and Baishanim because we're all children of Avram. And therefore we have the benefit of being children of Avram because what Avram worked on, what Avram achieved, becomes part of us. Whereas if a person's a Russia, so then what they do wrong gets embedded in their children as well. And therefore, the children of Russia have a certain, something bad about in them which is as a result of their father a Russia. And therefore, the way to metakin that is the punishment that whatever that is, is the way to undo or to metakin or to fix whatever is now wrong inherently because of the errors of the affair, of, of which of Doris before. And therefore, it's, uh, it's, it's true that the child didn't do anything wrong, but there's something wrong about it. And therefore, the, the punishment he's going to get is the way to metakin the shorish by him, which, is, which was being mekulkal, which was ruined by previous Doris. No different to a mamza. He didn't do anything wrong. But it's is a very of his parents. But Lemaise, he suffers as the being a mamza because what they did wrong affected his neshama. It's affected who he is. And therefore, that's, uh, that's the same idea here. And that is, being as the Averis they did were serious enough that their children were now affected by those Averis. Mm-hmm. So, this, the, the, what Hashem is going to do to the children is the way for them to not kapar because they did something wrong, but rather to metakin what was wrong in them, which was the Yerusha that they got from the parents of Yerusha.